Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We are a group of high school friends who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. Fellas, I am back, officially back from Tampa. It's good to be back, fellas. How you guys been? Good, man. We missed you on the pod. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't worry. I, I was listening while I was out in Tampa. Definitely enjoyed uh, our guest appearances from JR and Theo. So uh, shout out to those guys. appreciate you guys filling in for me while I was out. <laughs> Dude, I, I almost uh, I was about to say, welcome to Tipsy Ball. <laughs> I'm your fill-in host. <laughs> Uh, we'll love everybody's feedback. Did you guys like Henry as the host? Uh, you know, you can be honest, brutally honest. I'm sure you guys missed me, but uh, hey, if you want to show him some love, go ahead and do that as well. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean Henry did a Henry did a good job. Um, so I think I think both of you guys, whenever we need you, we can we can you know fill in for each other. Yeah, that's good. Well, as you guys know, uh, I'm showing the Super Bowl 55 logo here in Tampa. Uh, yeah, very different Super Bowl compared to last year, just during a COVID year. Um, a lot of protocols that we as the NFL employees had to abide by. So not, not a lot of things to do for fun, per se. Um, kind of seemed like a business trip. But uh, all in all, glad that we were able to have the Super Bowl, even though it was, it was a blowout from Tampa Bay. Did not see that one coming. Um, the GOAT. Uh, we were able to successfully finish our season. Uh, uh, did you guys watch the game together? How did you guys enjoy the game? Yeah, we yeah. were at Henry's place watching it. Very nice. And very we were nice. uh, we were pretty dumb. We <laughs> decided to play bullshit uh, with shots. <laughs> the stupid. It's the stupidest game ever. Yeah, I haven't played that in a while. It's been a while since I played that one. <laughs> Dude, so we started off by taking full shots for any time. Uh, you got you you called you bullshit and you got uh, it wrong or if, okay. if somebody called bullshit on you and they were right um, <laughs> and then by like by like a, a fourth of the way through we we're like all right let's do let's do half shots uh, <laughs> and then by the end of that first game we had probably all drank like six or seven shots within Dang. like 15 20 minutes or whatever oh man yeah, and was, then we played classic, a second game. Um, so uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. I don't think Henry had too good of a morning the next day. Let's let, let's just say I profusely puked nonstop all <laughs> there night. You go. There you go, Henry. There man, I go. thought I thought we prepared you with the show because I didn't have any of that. <laughs> Dude, I I don't know what happened. All I know is uh, yeah, my head was in the toilet. And then I would get up, lay down, and then I'd be like, no, I got to keep puking my brains out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, fellas. Well, uh, yeah, definitely good to be back. Um, Let's take our shots before. uh, Got... Ooh, you got the Jimro. Yeah, obviously, you guys are feel feel free to pick it up um, while I'm here. Huh? You know, obviously, I'm in LA at the moment. Oh hell yeah, I forgot uh, that you're back in LA. Yeah, so um, definitely, my cousin has some supplies for you guys. So whenever you guys are ready, you know, definitely head. Well, Phil, for you, it's definitely a walk away. So yeah, you know. yeah, I'll come by soon. All Wait, right, when are cheers. you? When are you going back? Uh, I'll be going back Sunday. So okay, yep. Cheers, yep. cheers, fellas. Cheers, guys. cheers. Good to have you back, Tim. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> definitely, uh, football will be dying down a little bit, but um, 
All right, fellas. Well, let's yeah, let's get right into it. We had a trade um, past couple of days with Derrick Rose reuniting with Tom Thibodeau uh, and going to the New York Knicks. Um, I don't know how I really feel about that. I think it, it kind of makes sense, uh, but definitely want to get your feedback. Bill, give me your reactions to the trade. Does it benefit the Knicks? Does it work for the Detroit Pistons? What are your thoughts there, man? Um, so somebody remind me what that first round pick was. Um, or no, it was a second round pick that they attached with it, right? Yeah, 2021 second round pick and Dennis, Dennis Smith, Smith Jr. for Derrick Rose. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think the Knicks gave up pretty much, you know, anything. They gave yeah. up the second round pick. Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. wasn't playing anyways. Yeah. Uh, the guy had requested to go down to the G League and play. So it's not like they're losing a player that was already playing. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, in terms of getting him and how much he'll help them, I'm not I, I'm not sure he really helps them that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of told me that they're, they're trying to make a playoff push. And right now they're yeah. a little bit outside of the playoff picture. But, you know, all those teams are really congested, right? Like right there mm-hmm. uh, for that eight spot. So... Um, sorry if you guys hear that in the background. Some <laughs> that, that baby is that like baby. screaming yeah, bloody murder, like dude. Screaming, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, no. Th- the thing that's interesting to me is that New York right now, by the numbers, by defensive rating and, you know, defensive efficiency, they're the best team mm-hmm. in the league, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. With that respect. But then they're also really bad at offense. Um, so I get why they would want Derrick Rose, but... It's like the opposite of the Nets, Phil. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the opposite of the Nets. Yeah, except, way opposite. Yeah, I mean, I would say the Nets have a little bit more firepower on the offensive yeah, end than sure. the Knicks have on the defensive end, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's weird because the Knicks are also, their offense is so weird because Julius Randle is their centerpiece of their offense. Yeah. He takes so many mid-range and like kind of like those close floater shots. Um, so they're the team that in the league that takes the most mid-range shots, which in today's NBA is the most inefficient shot in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, the three-pointer, everyone right now is either shooting shots at the basket or at the three-point line, right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to cut out the mid-range. Even though when it comes down to like a game winner or whatever, I mean, that's a fine shot if you're a good, if you're a good shooter, right? If you're mm-hmm. a playmaker like that. But Derrick Rose is another player that shoots a lot of mid, mid-range jumpers. So it kind of yeah. is like, I think they need more shooting if anything, to kind of surround yeah. Julius Randle with and yeah. kind of more uh, playmakers, which Derrick Rose can kind of do. But I don't know. I don't really think it expands their offensive repertoire too much. Yeah. Plus, you're taking time away from uh, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, sure. who I think is, uh, you know, uh, kind of one of those microwave guys off the bench, especially for a rookie this year. He's been really impressive. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that I don't like. Uh, yeah. So overall, it's just kind of like, I don't think they got much better. I don't think they got worse, obviously. So yeah, yeah. it's just whatever to me. Yeah. Henry, I know you're a big fan of Quickly here. Um, yeah, what what do you think Thibodeau's plan is with Quickly? Um, I, I, I think we all know that Thibodeau is not a fan of playing young guys. I think we, we've kind of known that from the past. So, yeah, yep. what, do you, what are your thoughts there? I know you're a big fan of Quickly, so. Uh... 
I hate thibs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. He just dropped quickly. I, I, right I, as soon as happened. yeah, as soon as that trade happened, I was like, I immediately dropped quickly. I it was it was over. Um, yeah, but no, he did he did play quickly in rows that first game together off the bench. I know, but it's just like yeah, to your point, Phil. Like, like are they? Like this move was basically done because they're so close to make trying to make it to the playoffs in, in a while. Um, I think the last time they made it was like 2013 with Melo. So yeah, it's 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 been quite some time, but like I I, I don't know. I just I, <laughs> I it's like kind of confusing to me. Like I for me it's like why do this and stunt players that are young on your team to grow. Um, just to get like probably pounced, even if they make it, they'll get eliminated first round, probably a sweep yep. by whoever they verse. So it just seems like a wasted effort. Um, and yeah, like I, I was, I was holding on to it quickly for a while because I was like, like even not only myself, but fantasy experts were like, this guy has shown flashes. He looks like a steal at the twenty at the twenty fifth pick, mm-hmm. and then he was already not getting minutes because for some odd reason the Thibs loves Alfred Payton um I mean I I mean I guess it's working somewhat but it's just his inconsistency is has has always been his biggest issue and then like like you you're basically like stunting his growth and development now um because unless you somehow carve out more minutes with him to play with Derrick Rose then like I don't see him kind of having that upward arrow like by a lot to actually be a potential starter sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But so you guys I don't mean, think you don't think that Emmanuel quickly will eventually start for this team um, this at some point this season. I don't think this. Season, no, not this season. <laughs> yeah, that's why I dropped um, him immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this is this is my thing too. Like he's. Thibs is playing Emmanuel quickly and Derek Rose off the bench together. I don't know what his plans are going forward, if he's yeah. going to start Rose uh, and then have uh, Alfred Payton and Emmanuel quickly play together because, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys can play together um, because Emmanuel quickly is a good shooter, but he's not a great defender. Alfred Payton is a, is a much more solid defender. Um, it goes the same with Rose too, right? Those, Alfred Payton and Rose can play together. But the Rose and Emmanuel quickly combination doesn't work to me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so for honestly like i think at some point emmanuel quickly might start this season um mm-hmm. because i think the combination of Eman- uh, uh of alfred payton and Derek rose would go better together off the bench so uh, i don't know if, if that were the case uh i would like that a lot I mean, I would like it too. I'd scoop up quickly again right away, very quickly. <laughs> Unless I get him first, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't like it. I mean, that's, yeah. I think, like Phil said, like both teams, it was, it was kind of a wash. It doesn't really hurt or help uh, any team. You know, it just, I think it's more so Derek Rose and Dibs reuniting and, uh, you know, just. Uh, making Derrick Rose happy, <laughs> in a sense, you know. So, do you think this move from Detroit indicates anything um, in terms of are they looking to start selling off parts? Um, I I don't think that they could trade away Griffin because his his contract yeah. is too high. Um, 
and he's obviously not performing well this season. But maybe guys that they recently signed, I don't think that they're looking to trade Jeremy Grant, um, but I maybe that, a guy that, like Miles Plumley. That's play right now. Yeah, yeah but maybe a guy like Miles Plumley, uh, they they could trade away. Um, well, even a guy point, like we all knew Derek. Yeah, we all knew Derek Rose was going to get traded one way or another. Like I think that was always the talk, even starting from last year. So yeah. this this move isn't surprising to me. Oh yeah, for and sure, I don't it's not think surprising. It's, yeah, it's not a precursor to, I think, anything that they're planning on doing, but we'll, we'll see, right? I think um, we all know, yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And to this point, this draft, this stack might as well tank and lose. Like, what what is the purpose of winning here? What, what are, you know, are they going to do? Yeah, by the way, so, um, the G League uh, Ignite team, the team with, like, all those yeah, guys from high school, started. Yeah, they, they played today against uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Lin and the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah. Um, I was able to catch on my lunch break uh, some of the recording that uh, I, I had. I think mm-hmm. I caught the pretty much the whole first half, a uh, little bit of the third quarter. But man, I'm telling you that the top five in this draft is like super legit. Like Jalen mm-hmm. Green, who was yeah. like the number one player coming out of high school, super yeah. athletic, but I... He he wasn't as impressive to me. Uh, I I already knew like he, like he might he might uh, actually drop down um, mm-hmm. in in the rankings once the season starts for the G League. But Jonathan Kuminga, man, um, that kid is he's legit, man. Looks good. Uh, looks he good. looks really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know all the guys mm-hmm. from from college already that are you know yeah. proving themselves. That you know we have we know those guys like you know Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Jalen Suggs, um, you know, uh, some of Zaire Williams, some of these other guys, they're, they're, they're really good, but these G League guys are finally get, getting to show themselves. And mm-hmm. Jonathan Kuminga, amongst uh, professional NBA players, mm-hmm. um, he had 19 points, two blocks, uh, four assists. He looked good, man. He looked really good. How did our boy Jalen look out there? Uh, honestly, Jeremy Lin was the second best player in the game. Um, I Not thought surprising. that, yeah, I, I thought that Jonathan Kuminga was the best player in the game, which is really impressive when you're talking mm-hmm. about playing against NBA level players, NBA vets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and then Jeremy Lin, I mean, he was kind of doing everything on the floor, you know, he was facilitating for the team, you know, scoring when he needed to, he was mm-hmm. playing decent defense. Um, I thought the third best player in the game was maybe Deshaun Nix, which is another high school player. He came off the bench as their uh, backup point guard slash shooting guard. And his, his vision and his, like, this guy is like a bowling ball, dude. Like, he's he reminds me of, who's who's that guy on, remember that guy on the Carolina Panthers back in the day? Um, he used to just get, like, 10 yards every run because he used to just run over fools. This was maybe, uh, like... Stewart? This was like maybe like twelve years ago or something like that. Oh, all I can too... think of is Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams combo back in the days in mm. Carolina. But probably was think... probably was Stewart. <laughs> uh, not not sure. It was maybe yeah. even before that. Um, okay. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, this this guy is like he he he's he's built man uh, for for yeah. guard and he has good vision. Do you yeah. see Jeremy Lin? being brought up into the major leagues here phil and not playing in the g league at any time in this probably season. probably not um yeah. unless something terribly goes wrong with injuries. the team with covid and injuries um because you know like i think you would rather play 
um, like a young guy if you have one, okay. you know? Give them experience. Yeah, give them experience yeah. rather yeah. than getting Jalen because you already know what he can provide. We've yeah. seen him in the NBA for 10 years, so I don't know, man. Which is crazy to say, right? Like, Lynn's sanity, obviously, there's a lot of post recent Maybe it might be today the anniversary of when Lynn's sanity started. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, off track with, with what we were talking about. Yeah, let's talk a little about Lynn's sanity, guys. I think, when was it when we were in college? I think, I believe, when Lynn's, maybe a little after, but... Uh, I think it was I mean, in college. I mean, he's the same age as us, so yeah. Then, sense. Then it, um, yeah. So it seems like a little bit after college. Yeah. Give me Henry. I'll start with you. Give share me your favorite Linsanity moment. Oh man! I know there's a lot during that time, um, but yeah, give me or let me start. I guess my my favorite one will definitely have to be. The Toronto game winner, that three pointer at the end. Wow, yeah. that was yeah, that's like, the one that I was gonna say too. <laughs> yeah. When Mike when Mike Breen goes bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Obviously, there's a lot, a lot of great. The Lakers one, right? When yeah, Lakers the Lakers came one was to good. New York. Um, Kobe Brown was like, who, who, Jeremy, yeah. who, yeah. <laughs> who's this Jeremy Lin kid? You know, you know. But yeah, Henry, share me yours, man. Oh man, God, Tim, you saw both. Sorry, you? I know, I know. I got excited. I got excited there for a boy, you know. Uh, no, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy when he came up, um, just cause like, you know, I think out of like like Yao Ming and uh, who was the other dude that like never made it or he was okay. It's like Zhi Zhang. Oh, the the dude, the guy that used to always fuck, fuck, uh, fuck us with uh, in 2K. 2K. The guy that used to just like shoot threes in in 2K. We also had a had a Korean player that play that got drafted in the Blazers. Oh, uh, he was, was he was trash. Yeah, but I don't think he really got got much minutes there. But, he uh, was trash. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I I it would probably definitely have to be that against Kobe, just because mm. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, as diehard Laker fans, yeah, I was like, I hope he does well, but I hope <laughs> the Lakers win, and then he just went off. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, oh yeah. crap. I mean, you as a Lakers fan, um, but also being Asian American and yeah. Jeremy like, Lin I, being, uh, you know, I, I, he, he might have been the first Asian American player to get any type of recognition in the NBA, yeah. right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. And so even even in that moment, Henry, were you like, oh, like I want the Lakers to win, but were you actually more so rooting for Jeremy Lin at that point? Or yeah, was it the was other like, way around? I was like, I hope he scores like 49 and but then, 6. But then the but Lakers win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always that. There's always that when we are rooting for players and they are going against your team. There's always that where it's like, for me too, like, right? Like Damian Lillard, if he goes against the Lakers, I want, to get, I want him to get his. But also, I want the Lakers to win, you know. So. I just, I just, do you guys remember the the was the him and like Landry Fields? Yep, yep. They're, 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 uh, yep. <laughs> he was couch surfing. He was couch surfing on Landry Fields' uh, apartment until they finally gave him his guaranteed because he was on that ten day contract and he wasn't sure what the New York Knicks was gonna do. So it was just. Um, yeah, that was a, a phenomenal, a worldwide phenomenon, right? Like, like who would have thought an Asian-American player in the NBA making headlines, going against the best of the best, and really 
you know, keeping his own against these guys, right? Like, there's a lot of, obviously, the stigma against Asian basketball players is, isn't the best, but um, just just to see that run and the recognition that he got amongst his peers in the NBA was, was pretty amazing. And we all know it was the Mike D'Antoni era during the New York Knicks, and it was Carmelo's team, right? It was Carmelo Anthony's team, uh, and all the shine and the spotlight was on Jeremy Lin when there's Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire. So, um, all yeah, all man, I know, all I know is times. if if I'm Landry Fields, I would I would have bought Lin Jeremy Lin like a house or whatever he wanted because <laughs> that was probably the only time he actually did decently before he fizzled out and yeah, now, Landry now, Fields. After now that, I, I don't even know what he does. Is he like a <laughs> is he like a banker or something now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he graduated out of Stanford. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. and then guy, Jeremy so. Lin graduated out of Harvard, so. <laughs> They had that Ivy League thing going on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, hey, kudos to Jeremy Lin. Definitely made made good money because Houston offered that fat contract there. So hey, man, he he got his. Um, he's doing still, even though it's the G League, he's still doing what he enjoys doing, which is playing basketball. And yeah, obviously he did well in in the CBA last year in China. Yeah, I mean, um, and he and he, he was also getting paid in the CBA uh, too, yeah. like not not as yeah. much as uh, that contract mm-hmm. with Houston, yeah. but yeah. I think uh, if I'm correct, he was getting paid around three million dollars per season. Yeah. So, hey, and not he bad. is a world champion, guys. He did win with the Toronto Raptors, so he does have. Uh, yep. title <laughs> under his name so you can't you know what, what, what more can you ask right you are a world champion you got paid pretty handsomely throughout your career in the nba and yeah man like you're a smart kid i'm pretty sure he'll, he's he's setting himself up for post-career so yeah what, what more can you ask from from, from him you know yeah, so, no, I'm definitely proud of him, and uh, just just don't be fragile happened. like just don't be fragile like all of us Asians. <laughs> well, you did. You're he speaking did, for uh, yourself, Henry. That's why he did pave the way for us Asian Americans. So definitely uh, have to be proud and uh, appreciative of Jeremy Lin for what he's done for us uh, Asian Americans here. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, a little kind of went a little sidetracked there, but. Um, before oh, we on the, before a... we before we move on on that point, um, I, I I think you know Asian American uh, representation here in the U.S. is very important because it, we we are a minority and sometimes it feels like we're we're a forgotten minority because maybe we're we're one of the ones that are a little bit better off uh, in terms of situation, um, but at the same time. You know, we're very underrepresented, I think, in the media. Um, and Henry put me onto the show, Warrior, uh, which was on Cinemax and now is currently on HBO Max. Um, I think everyone should check it out if they have the chance. The cast is uh, mostly Asian American or uh, Asian, some other country that speaks English. Um, and and it's, it's, it's something that we definitely need uh, in this mm-hmm. country. So, yep. yeah, just wanted uh, to say yeah. that. It always like, trips me out when I watch that show where it seems like it's dubbed like translations, but they're actually speaking it in English. So, like, right, right. It's supposed out, to be know? like they're they're speaking Cantonese. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But then yeah. then they kind of cut away into like English. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. But I don't know if you guys uh, watched um, Minari yet, but. 
Oh it's, no, I heard that's really good. Yeah, Steven it's, Yeun, yeah, it's Steven Yoon's. Uh, I think he's like nominated for yeah. an award for it. Yeah. But um, is this a yeah, movie? It's, yeah, it's yeah. like a it's yeah. like a coming to America movie about like a Korean family starting mm-hmm. life here, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, so you watched it? Henry. Yeah, I, I watched it. It's it's really really well made. When so did this come I, out? Was this 2019? Uh, no, this is recently. It came out yeah. this year, no? Yeah, it's supposed to come out. I think in like two days, like mm. uh, like world like worldwide, but uh, I won't say how I uh, watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my taxes. I uh, uh, I'm a good man. But yeah, check it out. It's 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 really good. Like it really like made you like realize like how much our parents probably you know like kind of suffer just not being able to speak English and then. But all they really cared about was like making sure their family had a better life. So, yeah, yeah it was, no, it was really well done, uh, really well shot. Um, and I think the guy that even directed it's Korean. So, yeah, yeah. check it out. Well, I think um, especially in the movie scene after Parasite last year and the recognition it got, it's 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 booming. As you guys know, everybody loves K dramas. So yeah, um, I mean you know, Netflix has. You know, yeah, content they're, deals they're with, all with in those Korean on, on companies, that. so yeah. yeah, which makes sense. I don't know what Amazon is doing over there, but uh, hey, hey, hey. we just signed some deals with Steven Yoon, right? <laughs> well, well, you know, you guys are late to the game, so um, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Always but, followers, uh, never leading. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, that's that's what exactly. it should say under his um, it's a tagline <laughs> under Jeff Bezos. Yeah. I'm just kidding, hey, by wait, the way. Wait, wait. Well, I, I, you know, yeah, your boss did step down as CEO, uh of amazon now becoming the executive you know part of the executive board um but hey man uh who, who we are not uh able to really say mike because yeah who can blame him in the world, yeah. so. i mean if i were him i would have just retired but he wants to go to the moon so go for it man oh man all right uh yeah let's get another drink fellas yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 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 <sighs> all right. Um, for all of our listeners, if you guys also want to, um, you know, grab a drink on your own as well and join us, you are always feel free to do that. Uh, guys, the Hornets, man. The Hornets have been making some some waves, some news um, recently. Obviously, LaMelo Ball has been has been everything that I think they could have asked for at this point. Um, he recently got inserted into the starting lineup. Um, had 24 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, uh, 7 threes against the Rockets mm-hmm. the other night. Um, let me start with you, Henry. Does it make sense for the Hornets to keep LaMelo Ball in the starting lineup and move Rozier and Graham into the bench? Yes. 100% yes. Um, I mean, you, 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 you literally drafted him uh, second pick of uh, this year's draft. Third, third pick. Third. Um, you got you to gotta get this guy minutes. You got to, like I think Phil said, you gave, you gave him the keys to this team. Mm-hmm. So you got to run with it. Um, God damn it. I, I, Dude, I pretty I'm much at, called everything preseason know, with I this know, team. I, I know. I called this shit preseason, bro. I was gonna, I was gonna admit to me being wrong, but uh, you, you stole my thunder, <laughs> so I won't let you have it. <laughs> uh, it's all 
all good, man. The listeners know. They all know. I know, but it's true. Um, I think they got to start him. I think, yeah, to Phil's point, one of either, whether it's Rozier or it's... Um, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. You got to bring one of them off the bench. Yeah. Um, if you but, were to choose yeah. between the two, which one would come off, come off the bench? I I know you said, I think last time you said, um, what was it? Uh, Rozier should probably come off the bench. Um, but I actually like, I would rather have him come off the bench or have Rozier start and have Graham come off the bench. And I think just Rozier's intensity, I think, is like what I think makes up for Ball's kind of like first year in the league, kind of. Um, and Graham, you know, he, he'll get his, so... I think having that kind of energy also off the bench, I think, works. Um, but, I, I mean, the lineup right now that they have with Rozier starting, it's working. Um, I mean, I kind of have questions about their center role um, and just kind of like the four position for them. Um, yeah, I think we'll get into that. Um, yeah, but in a, in other than that, bit. but I, I definitely do think, uh, yeah, I, you got to start ball. Um, I think he's shown us now that he's capable of, he has potential, so... Why waste it if you're going to continue to just bring him off the bench? That is true. Yeah, well, you nice. feel like um, right now, as we uh, the, the NBA standings, they are currently in the playoffs. Like, what what do you think they can do to stay in the in the playoff race here? And I don't know. This team has been fun to watch. You know, you and I we've shared that all season long. Like, they're they've been definitely one of those teams that like. You know, we I, well for me personally, I didn't expect it to work out like this with Gordon Hayward coming. You know, obviously, new pieces to this team, but yeah, uh, give me your thoughts on what pieces do you think they should add to make that playoff push, and what what can Lamelo Ball continue to do to get better in his rookie season? Yeah. So before I go there, um, Henry, I agree with you that Rozier should also start and Devontae Graham should come off the bench. Uh, mm-hmm. My previous assessment was based off of um, when those two guys were starting, right? And Lamelo was coming off the bench and mm-hmm. Malik Monk wasn't getting any minutes at that point. But Malik mm-hmm. Monk's We've always known that this guy is one of those microwave type of players that can come off the bench and and provide points. And they really weren't giving him any minutes up until I think like Rozier got injured for a few games. Um, And so, but now he's in the rotation. So I think you can move Terry Rozier into that starting lineup with LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward and then Mm -hmm. move uh, Devontae Graham, well, he's already on the bench now. Devontae Graham comes off the bench with Malik Monk. Uh, exactly what they're currently doing right now, I think it works. I think that's a most optimal setup for them. Uh, so I like what they're doing um, on that part. But to, but to your question, uh, Tim, what do they need to do uh, going forward to stay in this playoff race? Um, I think they need to stick with this. I think they they need to continue to grow LaMelo Ball and Monk. Uh, LaMelo, I think he's just, I think he wants to get better. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I think think a lot of people questioned whether this guy had the kind of, um, what is it? Not the ability, but I think the desire to to Mm -hmm. want to be great, right? I don't see that at Lonzo, so... 
Yeah, well, okay, so I mean that's a different thing, but yeah. Lamelo, I do, I do see that. But yeah. e- even though they do actually have very similar demeanors, where mm-hmm. it, it it almost looks like they're just kind of like going about their business. They mm-hmm. kind of don't really, they don't get too high, they don't get low. It's just like they're just exactly. like very even keeled, right, yeah. throughout yeah. the whole yeah. game. Uh, they're very similar in that respect. I just think that. Lamelo, since he was a younger brother, um, he saw his brother go to the NBA, have yep, his experiences, yep. learn from that. I think also played professionally in two different leagues yep. um, as a young man while he was, you know, not even an adult yet, you yeah. know. And then um, he he is finally in the NBA, and I think he's matured a lot in the past few years, where he's able mm-hmm. to uh, really adapt a lot better than some of these other rookies. Um, so I think that he just needs to keep that same mindset of wanting to be great. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, the thing that the thing that amazes me is that the questions, all the questions that we had about him, which were his shooting um, and yep. his desire to get better, um, were, were all kind of, I mean, he's proving us wrong right now. He, he's shooting uh, the ball yeah. well. I mean, yeah. not mm-hmm. great, but for a rookie, I mean, he's shooting the ball yeah. pretty damn well. Uh, especially with somebody with with that type of form, I mean, it's it's such an ugly shot. Uh, it, it's it's pretty close to Sean Marion's shot. It's just a higher release. Um, it is just a higher release than Sean Marion's shot. But um, yeah, it's amazing how he's able to shoot the ball, um, and his vision is is crazy. Yeah. Um, and definitely. then he's obviously, is, is, is. you know, he's he's six 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 seven playing the point guard position, so he's able to defend rebound um get you know finish at the rim so yeah i'm really impressed um but they henry i i do like your idea of possibly upgrading at the four or the five um Mm -hmm. right now they're just too small when you're playing pj washington at the five sometimes the guy is six foot seven dude he's six foot seven so you're playing this i mean he does play the stretch five He's able to shoot a little bit from the outside, but when it comes to playing against better teams, uh, you're gonna need a bigger guy. Um, and Cody yeah. Zeller and um, Biombo, like yeah, Biombo, Bismack Biombo. Yeah, those guys are okay as big men, um, <laughs> but they're not. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, th- this is the thing. I think a deal is kind of hard to get done. That's mm, the thing. Mm. That's the thing. Without giving up any of your young pieces, mm-hmm. uh, like obviously you're not going to trade Lamelo Ball, but yeah. would you trade Miles Bridges? I don't think so. No. Would you trade Malik Monk? Maybe, no. maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he's, because he he's kind of been extendable. on and off in the in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that he fits, um, especially with the like I said, like this current uh, iteration of their lineup. It works well. Um, so I think a deal is kind of hard to get done unless you give away draft picks. And I don't think this team is in a position where they want to give up draft picks. Uh, because, like I said, even though I like the way that this team is playing. They're still and, building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still building. Like, mm-hmm. I think that my preseason assessment was that if you give Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball the keys, um, yeah. this team will probably be in the playoffs at that 7 or 8 spot, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like it's coming true, right? It's coming to fruition. Um, but at the same time, I said that they're kind of just going to be stuck there, 
right? Mm, mm-hmm. For for years to come. So this team is still building. So the, it's going to be hard for them to make a move. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what's surprising to me, guys, though, is that uh, Lavar Ball has been very silent when his kid is actually outperforming what Lonzo was doing in his rookie year, and he was talking all the talk in, in, in L.A., you know what I mean? So it's been kind of funny to see his father. Um, I think yeah. I think I think MJ kind of said, yeah, it's cause, uh, yo, it's man, it's Michael, it's you Michael need to Jordan, calm dude. the fuck down, bro. <laughs> It's, it's the goat, so uh, that, makes that sense. Funny. Oh, by the way, uh, by the way, quick question to you guys. I want to get you guys' take. Um, who do you consider? Do you consider Tom Brady the best athlete of all time? Ooh, that, yeah, that debate's gonna be uh, like athletic, athletically gifted. No, 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 no. The greatest athlete of all time. I think. Okay, in my lifetime. I think this is how I would rank it in our lifetime. I still believe Tiger Woods, hmm. what he was able to do in his, nobody can touch him for that like 10 year stretch, Phil. It was literally just a Tiger Woods show. Mm-hmm. Like, he, what, I, I don't know if you're able to catch the, the documentary I did. on HBO. I caught Man. it. It was really good. And I know that was only one side of the story because I was, everybody against Tiger Woods um, definitely didn't get his uh, perspective on that story. But um, not to knock uh, Tom Brady, but I think Tiger Woods, what he was able to do for that long of a stretch and made it look so easy, like so easy, it was incredible. So to answer your question, Phil, I would put Tiger Woods and then I think Tom Brady would be second for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You see this background here? Yes, this- yes. I, I, I'm more so saying that because we did, truly didn't. I, you know, in our in our in our time, we didn't truly get to experience Michael Jordan because we are a lot younger. I think more relatable to Tiger Woods and you know, Tom Brady, because it was when we were at least a little older and able to actually watch those games. And I but, mean, I was watching those games, bro. I was watching, yeah, I was know, watching those games, man. In, yeah. the, in the early and mid nineties, I was a young kid, yeah. um, but I still have those memories and just being just so in awe uh, mm-hmm. of how great he was. And if you're talking about like, yeah, if you're talking about Tiger Woods, I do agree that he is, he, in my eyes, is actually the second best. Uh, mm. I put Dom, Tom Brady third, Michael Jordan first. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. But imagine if you put Michael Jordan in a one-on-one contest uh, against players his in his era. Mm-hmm. What do you think would happen? Do you? I mean, just like he would probably be even would, more dominant yeah. than Tiger Correct. Woods was in golf. Um, so, so that's why I say, like, dude, Michael Jordan, like, this is a team sport, and he was six and zero in the but, finals. But, but golf is a compared, one-man sport. Compared to football, too, when we talk about Tom Brady and Michael Jordan, there's, in basketball, at least, when, when you have a Michael Jordan, when you have a LeBron James, when you have a Kobe Bryant on your team, you could kind of do it both sides of the ball, both offensively, defensively, and be that game changer. In football, you could only control one side And that's exactly game. why I put Tom Brady third. Because it's not like he played and shut down the Chiefs' True. offense. You know True. what I mean? 
it wasn't him that shut down Patrick yeah. Mahomes, who uh, a lot of people were saying could be on the track to be the greatest football yeah. player of all time, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Tom Brady. It was their defense, and it was the, it was a coaching um, that yeah. shut them down. On the offensive side, sure, Tom Brady had a decent game. Not an amazing game. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't one of the all-time greatest performances. Mm-hmm. It, he just, he did enough while, while the defense... Like absolutely put on a Super Bowl, uh, one of the greatest Super Bowl performances against one of the greatest quarterbacks um, mm. in this era. Yeah, that's why that's why this debate is always hard, right? Like when you when you go into different sports—basketball, football, golf, like whatever it may be—like every sport is so different, mm-hmm. right? And uh, what when, when you think about football. How I see it is, I think in our lifetimes, fellas, this seven rings that he's won, no one's gonna beat in our lifetime. Maybe, maybe, maybe after. Maybe but Patty Mahomes. Seven is pretty damn incredible. Like it is beyond. A, I, I, I think you guys seen. He's had. He has more rings than any other franchise in football history. History, right? It is the, no, the it is high, it is yeah. amazing. It yeah. is amazing. And they're in position to run it back and win another one next year. If he wins again <laughs> next year, like number eight, it's just like I, I just don't and it doesn't seem like he's slowing down. That's the thing too. Like he's playing Phil, do you do you see MJ at forty three years old being able to win a ring? We, we no, but it's, 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 a, it's also a different game. It's also a different game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like that's the thing. Like you, you gotta, you gotta factor into Tom Brady's age too, and what he's able to do at this time. Yeah, and with a forty-three-year-old, you can't expect him to play at this high of a level. Make it look so. He was making. He would. He made the Chiefs look like scrubs, a JV team. It looked like it was varsity versus JV on Sunday. Right, like he yeah. was making it look so but, easy. But we also we also do know that the Chiefs' defense all year, everyone questioned their defense. Correct, correct. Everyone questioned their defense, but offensively, that was very disappointing. And honestly, I don't think Patrick Mahomes played a bad game. Uh, there it were was, a lot of well, there were a lot of passes yeah. that his receivers just yeah. dropped. And um, obviously, losing their two starting offensive tackles yeah. Yeah. up the cost, yeah. but. When you when you say that, Phil, some of those throws were amazing. Like it's just yeah. like, wow, how the, the heck can the freaking you do that? Fa- falling to the right yeah. and yeah. he just sidearm yeah. slings it. That's still yeah. a top ten throw for me. Like it was just amazing. Like exactly. his exactly. receivers didn't help him at all. Yeah. Right. And we all know Turf Toe. He was having yeah, even with Turf like it's just, yeah. Like Mahomes is amazing in itself. But I'll say this. He has lost to Brady twice already now in the playoffs. I don't think he can be the GOAT in football. Mm. Like, as much as, let's, let's just say hypothetically, he still wins seven and he matches Tom Brady. The only blemish on his record will be he couldn't beat Brady when it mattered most. Yeah. How can you be considered the GOAT when you can't beat the GOAT? You know what I mean? Like, but but I, but then the argument will also come in later on is that Patrick Mahomes was also a, a much younger player at the time, 
Um, and so if you had given Patrick Mahomes, if they were playing at the same time um, throughout their careers, then you know you can argue that with the same amount of rings, Patrick Mahomes probably would have won more more championships uh, than Tom Brady. But I'll say this too, Mahomes, he is the one luckiest guy to have that many weapons. Tom Brady, when he was New England, had nobody. So what he was able to do with what he had is pretty damn impressive in itself. Yeah. Mahomes, he had Randy then, Moss, yeah, right? Yeah, well, okay, that is definitely... <laughs> he had Randy Moss and Gronkowski. Those two were like his best... And Julian Edelman. Like, Julian Edelman isn't always going to be regarded as one of the best receivers, but... Well, he's one of those... The, he, anytime you need a short catch, the dude was always yeah. there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly. then, and then, so, who's gonna who's gonna take a ball away from Gronkowski when you throw it up in the air? <laughs> like no one. Gronk. No one. Oh man. So, so I mean, I, like, I do think he had some damn good weapons. Also, I like your guys' pick though. I think it's uh, it's it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you guys on a I'm gonna another sport that you guys didn't even mention. Mm. The disrespect. Roger Federer is my number one Ooh, best athlete Federer. of all time. Going tennis. Wow. That is definitely a curveball. Uh, you know what I'll say to that, though? Roger Federer. See, see, unlike Tiger Woods, Roger Federer lost uh, to, to pretty much all the other good um, opponents Joker during his time. Nadal. Yeah. Nadal he, he lost to all those guys. Hey, it's tennis. You can't win them all. Yeah, you can. But I mean, you can say that to golf too. I mean, like you can't win them all. It's like it's one of those individual sport games. Um, but at the same time, Tiger Woods was just more impressive than Roger Federer was. Um, oh, so I, I, it's, come on. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, that I, one, that one is a pretty nope. bad answer. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm a Federer over, fan. Over Roger Federer, I would put Michael Phelps. Like, what mm. he was able to do in that Olympic runs was pretty crazy, and I think we all watched it during. Was a college when he had that eight gold medal run there. Like that was, that was something special, man. That was a crazy run. You know uh, I, mean? I would know, put Phelps Any, over anyone that anyone in tennis that has a eighty-two percent winning percentage. I mean, that is not knocking, pretty impressive. Yeah, not yeah knocking I'm not knocking Federer. I'm yeah. just saying yeah. he. I think I think that if you're gonna if you're going to compare guys that are in individual sports. Then there's no way that you can put Federer over Woods. Um, yeah. There's just no way in my eye. So Federer does fall out. Like he, he's probably in the top five. Um, if you want to take one athlete from each sport, um, mm-hmm. he, he's yeah, he's four or five. You know, so yeah. he's the greatest in tennis. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, I was the other hammer Serena Williams, but I went with my Ooh, with my Serena, boy yeah. Fed. You can't you can't count on Serena. Serena. Yeah, Serena wow, still yeah. still still dominating. You still playing too? That's why. That's why. I guess before we end this topic, do you guys see LeBron James being able to play through his forties and be playing at a high level like Tom Brady has been able to do in football? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Easy. Yeah. If you spend a million dollars on your body and your diet, yeah. yes, you can. He probably already freezed his sperm to clone himself <laughs> when it's available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think, I th- I, yeah, he's gonna be. He's yeah. going to be. If he doesn't have a major injury, like the dude will play it like into his like 
42-43 year seasons. Uh And he will still probably be one of the one of the better players in the league. I'll say that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll ask you guys this: Will LeBron James win a championship in his forties? Mm. Yeah, because we're gonna get his son, Lakers. <laughs> How can you get Bronny when Lakers will never be at the top of the draft? Hey, don't worry. Well, I Somehow. mean, at this point, Bronny is not regarded that high. Sure. Uh, yeah, in we'll, his class. We'll see, right? We'll see what yeah. it looks like, you know? We'll see. But yeah. yeah no, uh, I, 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 would, I no. would say I would say no. Um, okay. I would say no. In his 40s, okay. no. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just... His team has to be amazing <laughs> don't uh, worry. for him to do that. Clutch like sports Henry, Henry says really, yes. really good. Win one Somehow, clutch sports, Rich Paul. They're gonna throw, figure something out of their butt, and it's just gonna happen. Uh, okay, yeah, I th- dude, it's just like I think this day and age, the technology, and like you said, players are really investing their money in health, their body, nutrition, diet. It it's definitely showing, yeah. and it's going a long way. You know, I think. Kobe definitely took care of his body. He was one of the few back in the days to really emphasize on wanting to make his his body as healthy as possible. And it's crazy to see around the world with all sports, Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world, the LeBron James, the Tom Brady's, these guys, what these guys are able to do at that age is impressive. And I think athletes are going to be able to have that longer longevity moving forward. Right, like when you would expect basketball players to to retire at end of thirties, it's gonna be forties. When you see football players that have a short shelf life, play into their forties, right? Like I think this is gonna be a norm moving forward. But just do to, you guys you think know. it's? I mean, I think it's two things. I think yes, they're taking care of their bodies better, mm-hmm. um, and they're spending more and investing in their mm-hmm. long term health. Um, but at the same time, because <clears throat> if you because if you look back, even in basketball, uh, if you watch the first dance, I, I why I put this up my background is because I, I rewatched the, the first dance. dance. The I mean, first the, the last dance. dance. <laughs> Fuck, I got it mixed up with this motherfucker's name in, in, in fantasy. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I rewatched the last dance again, and it was just so good, man. But yeah. Michael Jordan was also saying that when he first got into league, even even into his few years in the league, they were drinking beers. Uh, during halftime smoking cigarettes (laughs) you know drinking beers after the game doing cocaine and shit so i don't think any of that shit is going on anymore yes they drink like wine now they're like wine connoisseurs yeah and 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 like yeah they go to they go out to clubs but like most of these guys they don't party like that especially the elite guys they don't Mm -hmm. party like that anymore yeah um they they really take care of their bodies the the second part of it is that i think the rules have changed the sure, rules have sure. changed to protect. In all sports, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. in football, to to protect yeah, the to quarterback. Protect, yeah. Yeah. Protect the quarterback uh, a lot. It's dude, yeah. you can't you can't fucking touch a hair on their body anymore. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, and then obviously when you took the hand checking away in basketball, <laughs> you took a lot of the physicality yeah. away. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's Definitely there's agree. a lot of things. I mean, I if I was getting paid millions of dollars like LeBron. I would be mm. the best s- swimmer in the world. 
<laughs> all right, let's not let's not no. get ahead of ourselves. No. There, all right, let's just bro. Let's you just would be there, you man. would be at, at fucking you'd be at the the karaoke bar every night. <laughs> That's true. But get the, get the tomes, homes. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, well, who can say that uh, I was a city league champion in backstroke in high school? So. <laughs> Let's go. All right, that is true. That will always forever be in the history book. So we cannot, we cannot knock Henry off of that for just, sure. Just don't tell anybody. Everyone I was supposed to race with didn't show up, so they all got DQ'd. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Congratulations. Henry. It all makes Congratulations sense. Congratulations, there. Oh man, that, that was a great, good uh, sidebar topic there. But uh, stay, take another shot here, drink here before we go on to the next one. We're kind of going off topic here. And I'm going to go off topic here for you guys and throw you a, another curveball here. Sure. Ugh, I want to talk about whether the All-Star game should be played, right? LeBron James coming out saying, nah, dude, why, why are we playing? You guys said we, you know, um, we're not going to have one. Uh, Giannis followed suit. He said, if the king don't want it, I don't want it either, right? Um, but it looks like at this point we'll be having one. Henry, I'm gonna start with you. Does it make sense for the NBA to have an All-Star game, or should we be uh, following suit with how LeBron feels about this situation? I mean, to be honest, I think after, I mean, like what, like maybe like ten years ago, All-Star games were fun, and then after that, I'm just like, it's. It's it's just whatever. Well, recently, Bro, the last one seen, was amazing. Yeah, what are you talking recently about? Recently, players have yeah. finally bought in and wanting to Bro, play. Bro, ever since they instituted that that rule at the end of games where you need to win by like two or whatever, I don't know what the what the what the rule was yeah, or the what the fourth it's quarter got intense. Dude, that that game was amazing. To it was like it was like watching like a Team USA scrimmage there. <laughs> like for I don't know, I don't know. For me, I'm like if I want to watch this, I'd rather just pick it's up. It's more a, so the that, I'd rather just. That, I, I'd rather just pick up two K. Yeah, I, I just trash. want. I, I'd rather have the. I'd rather have like at least that, and at least get the good players to be in it. If I'm gonna watch like these like scrimmage games against the West versus East, I might as well just pick up a two K game and play by myself. Like that's literally what I feel like I'm watching in person. I, uh, you obviously didn't watch the All Star game last yeah, year. Yeah, it's so. a draft now. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you obviously didn't watch days. it, bro. That's what I'll say. I, mean, I, I, I watched it and I'm just still not interested in it. They could do whatever they want to it. It's just uh-huh. not entertaining for me. So for you, you're saying Henry, they shouldn't have the All Star game. No, I, I mean it's literally it's all about revenue at this yeah, point. Money, so if that's yeah. the case, then I, this is exactly why they're doing it. And they're trying to fit in when a slam dunk contest during halftime. Yeah. Freaking, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> it's like it's like the NFL, like uh, they go to Hawaii with yeah, like. Well, the, yeah, let's be honest. Let's be yeah, honest. It's, it it's boring. It's purely about money. Yeah, it's right, boring. Right? It's purely about money. We all know all the leagues have been suffering because of the pandemic. Bill, what are your thoughts? Do you should we be having an All Star game during the pandemic, or should we not be having one? Well, the first NFL, of all, first of all, for, you. For, yeah. Uh, NFL no, didn't have them, by the way. So yeah. uh, we. We decided that it didn't make sense to have it. So uh, funny how NBA uh, trying to trying to make that extra money there. But yeah, sorry yeah. For I, I mean, I'll say that it doesn't make sense. Uh, 
because yeah, we're we're in COVID times and they're putting in all these regulations, um, and and yet they they want to risk players even more. By the same time, this whole season has been controversial, right? You've had right. players coming out like George Hill saying, "If we're gonna do all these things, then why are we even having a season?" Right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is about revenue, like you guys said. Yep. Um, but uh, this whole thing is, it's just all offsides at the end of the day. Like you, you, you're, you're putting in these COVID protocols, but then you're still playing games. You're, you're allowing fans into the stadium, but we're in COVID. You want to play the, you want to have the all-star game, uh, but then why do we have the, all these restrictions in the first place to try to limit the travel, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and then you're going to have all of the best players in one place risking all of them, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> to me, it doesn't make sense. And the other thing is that from a competitive standpoint, I don't think the players are going to necessarily, it won't be like last year's game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, contrary to what Henry thinks, I thought the last season's All-Star game Boring. was amazing. I thought it was great. It wasn't a, it wasn't even like a scrimmage because in the in the fourth quarter, these the top players in yeah. the league were actually buckling down, playing defense. Yep. They were playing hard as fuck. Yep. They were trying to win, then, right? Then it wasn't play, it wasn't a scrimmage. One quarter. And just play one quarter or play 21. I don't know. Just that, do something bro, else. Bro, that's it's, not even how regular season basketball games are in playoffs as well. Sometimes you just coast through a quarter, two quarters, and then when it comes down to that third and fourth quarter, that's when you buckle down and try to win the game. So don't tell me that any regular game isn't the same way. It's the same shit. Then let's not have the regular season. What's the point of playing at all this season? You know what I mean? Why are you watching regular season games then? Why are you watching playoff games when some of these first halves kind of look like shit? You know, it's mm-hmm. the same exact thing. Like, but all I say is that last season's game was really good. And if it was, if that was the product that we were getting this season, I'd be totally down for it because everything is kind of offsides anyways. So, yeah. you know, if you're going to generate more and give a good product out, then fine, do it. But I don't believe the players will be behind it, and it won't be as good of a game. So I, I, I don't yeah. think that they should play it. Well, and this year, they beginning of the season they said they're not going to have it. So like to for the NBA to change their mind midway kind of does defeat the purpose, and it's not fair, especially for some of the teams that had a short, you know, off season like the Lakers, the Miami, you know, so. LeBron James, so he said, yeah, I was expecting to have a five-day rest, right? But now he is obligated to have to play this game, so he's had to fly to Atlanta, do that thing, and he's not going to have the rest. It's all so. good. Just sit out. It's boring. <laughs> um, all right. Well. But I'll say this. Before we, before you jump next time, yeah. you think. If they're, like, to, to you guys' point, the inconsistencies about all this, it they need really need really need to button up their testing because if they're gonna say KD has like yeah, potential yeah. health right. risk, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's okay, and then yeah. like after the first I, that, quarter that or something, didn't make yeah. any sense at all. Yeah, that was like I know we all texted yeah, the, about the same, it. The same thing happened to Teo Maladon on the on the um, Thunder. Thunders. Oh really? Yeah, uh, like they, they he was okay. Played the next yeah. day, and then the day after, out. And I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. does that they happen? Need to, I don't know why the NBA is not no explaining sense. this. Like, they are. 
I, I don't know. To start the season, they have not been able to figure it out. NFL, they had their bumps and roads, but they figured it out. And we were able to have – we played every single game. There was no cancellation. There were postponements, but we got through our season. It's it's more difficult and, in the NBA because you play a lot more games. So that's the thing. True, but I think – yeah, but NBA should have been equipped and ready to go to learn how the NFL did, how MLB, right? They've there's been at least enough data for the for the NBA to be. Well, hold on, homo, hold on. MLB, you you had you had teams that missed games. You were never sure. able to make it sure. up. It's going to be the same with the NBA right now. You're going to have some teams that don't play all 72 games, so. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna it's gonna suck for some teams where it's like they played less games and they weren't able to make it because you know they just didn't have enough games, especially yeah. if they're hot at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also some of the other ones where if they had games postponed that are never able to get made up, especially if they're ones against good teams, um, then you know it's it's going to be frustrating. Um, for I think a, a few teams in the league, um, but th- I mean everyone signed up for the same shit, you know. At the end yeah. of the day, but it makes sense. You have an All Star game, and you got, and they release their second half of the schedule, and it's jam packed. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, no, there's. I, it is gonna be. It is gonna be packed, but they're not gonna be able to make up all those games, man. Yeah, I'm interested no way. to see how the NBA is. Like, especially like like the Wizards. How are they going to make up all those games that they lost? They should how, just how, not how, do the All the Grizzlies. They should yeah. just not do the All Star game and just do a five day like bonanza of making up games. <laughs> what do you mean that doesn't get? I mean, so that's rest, five games right? in a row for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screw it, dude. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, Talk about the Kings, fellas. Uh, they've been on a pretty damn good run here the last nine games, going seven and two. Um, currently outside ninth seed in the West, looking in. Um, I've been having a lot of fun watching Halliburton play. I think he is second behind Lamelo Ball in the rookie rankings, if I would have to, mm-hmm. to judge at the moment. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Phil. De'Aaron Fox obviously has been leading this team. Um, you know, the Sacramento My boy. Kings. Luke Walton, I think, slowly figuring out how to coach this team with, with these players here. Um, give me your take on what is necessary for this Kings team to make that playoff push and stay in it for the long run this season. Yeah, I mean, you you, you called out two key guys there. And De'Aaron Fox, uh, who's the leader of this team, is playing like the leader of this team. He had a little bit of a slow start this season. But over yeah. the past 15 games or so, man, he's he's turned it on. Dude, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's, especially with his speed, um, if if he was, the, the whole question about him in the past was, can he develop a three-pointer enough so that he can use his speed to his full potential and i mean he's shooting 36 percent from three this season as opposed to 30 percent last season so Mm -hmm. it is causing players to play up a little bit further on him and he's able to blow the fuck by them man and he's he i've always liked him it was just all about the shot for me um and he's getting better at both the mid-range and the long-range shots um and henry has him in fantasy and i might want to trade him (laughs) But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know overhaul. what it's gonna cost. 
um, a lot. <clears throat> the one thing I will I will say about De'Aaron Fox is that he also needs to get his free throw percentage up because uh, yep. if he was able to get his free throw percentage up to the 80s, um, mm-hmm. even the high 70s, he'd probably be averaging like instead of 27 and a half points a game over the past 10 games, he'd probably be averaging 29 30. or 30 a yeah, game. 30, yeah. um, mm-hmm. And he, he'd probably want like teams might want to follow him even less you know what yeah. i mean so he might even have more wide open layups yeah um so it might be even higher than that so um yeah and then halberton been very impressive for a rookie yeah. how he's I making all believe- those shots with the with his form yeah. dude his form looks so ugly Guys, how did he drop to four? That's why. That that's why. Freaking that's, crazy. That's why dude. Phil and I were shocked. We 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 said that we said the yeah. New York Knicks should have drafted him over Obi yeah. Toppin, right? Yeah. In the draft in the draft analysis that we did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know the Knicks being who the Knicks are, they decided to go with Obi Toppin. Imagine if you had Emmanuel quickly and yeah. uh, Halliburton. That's yeah. your yeah. one and your two set up for the future. Yeah. And then you have R.J. Barrett, Barrett at three. Uh, you have a four that's kind of miss, uh, missing. Well, you have Julius Randle. And yep. then you have Mitchell Robinson at the five. Yep. Yep. Dude, you have your starting five set for the future. <laughs> but now, no, no. Yeah. You have Obi Toppin who's getting like 10 minutes a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the Knicks, bro. It's the it's Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah. It'll always be the Knicks. Yeah, no, but Halburn's been very impressive. Just his ability to, I think, score at like all three levels uh he's able to shoot the long shot able to you know drive the ball able to shoot the mid-range shot he's not afraid that's why i like that confidence he's not scared regardless if it goes in or doesn't yeah he's 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 very poised and luke luke walton has a lot of confidence in him because he's been closing out games with halberd pretty much after the the like after the first like five games or so, mm-hmm. he started closing games with Halber and giving him like 30 minutes a game, more yeah. than 30 minutes a game sometimes. Um, so he's very impressive, the poise that he's shown. And um, I think I think that he's he's living up to the expectation that I, I, I wanted from him. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's exceeding it as well just because I think his outside shot is proving to be uh, consistent in the league. Yeah. And that's making the difference. Um, but what they need to do going forward, dude, I think, stacked, I, right. As I, we know, so yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I think that there may be a trade partner for mm. Bagley for Marvin Bagley. Yeah. There's um, been a lot of talk about Bagley. Yeah. Sure. I think that they need to move on from him because mm. if you look at his stats and even look at him play, dude, he's mm. literally the same player that he was his rookie season. And now he's in his third season. Dude, literally look at his stats. Look at his stats. I dare you. I dare you just... For a big man that does not average more than a block, I mean... That's that's no threat. No, but (laughs) literally literally look at his stats, and it's 14 points a game, 7 rebounds, like a half a block to one block a game, uh, shooting around 48, 49% a game. That's been every season that he's been in the league, since his rookie season. (laughs) <laughs> literally hasn't uh, improved hasn't gotten worse honestly yeah. he has got worse because his free throw percentage this year is like 48 yeah. percent uh as opposed to like the 70s that he was shooting in the prior two years um so honestly they need to move on from him i don't think he's if he was playing on a good team 
he probably would be at the end of their rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Sacramento Kings being the middle of the road, if they yeah. can find a team that believes that Bagley could be more uh, than at the end of the rotation for a good team, yeah. um, then make that trade. Yeah, make I that trade. Him too, he just needs a change of environment. Right, it just hasn't worked out in Sacramento, unfortunately. And well, is they, it is it his fault or is it the organization's fault? I just think he's not that talented. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I guess. So, way, so yeah. I mean, scenery won't change his talent level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, and he's just not good enough to me. Henry, for you with the Kings, do you see them making the playoffs? And if if they continue to play this and make maybe make some moves like do you see them at the end of the day at the end of this season will they be in the playoffs no mm. uh it's just not good enough in yeah. the west i mean yeah. you got a couple you got a couple it's teams tough. that are now creeping in there right you yeah. got the pelicans you got the grizzlies the mavs, the mavs are still yeah. there they're still there yeah. like it's just not good enough to be honest. Like Dude, the West is you guys, yeah. the Jazz like performing how they're too. They've been they've been a lot of fun to watch, man. Um, I will but, I will say I will say that they may not make it into the eighth seed, but if they make it into the playoff the play, play in tournament, mm-hmm. I think they, they can beat chance. any team in that play in yeah. tournament. Mm-hmm. And 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 okay. if we look, if we look over this past uh, seven game stretch, and and even if you go back to some of the teams that they beat all season. Dude, they I think they beat Quality Denver wins. three times this season. Yeah, they played really well against Denver this year. They have. I've they've seen played, a couple of those. They've games, won yeah. every game against Denver this season. Yeah. Wow. They wow. they they beat uh so their recent wins includes Orlando, Toronto, Boston, the Pelicans, Clippers. Denver, Boston, Clippers. It's mm-hmm. they're 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 playing well and they're beating a lot of decent to good teams. Yes, yeah. It's just my, my, my thing about them is one, I still don't think Luke Walton, I mean, yeah, they're on a better, like they're been on a better stretch recently, yeah. but I just don't think he's the right person to help develop these players still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just more about like, I think there's too many players on that team. Like, I mean, I know like to Phil's point, like Fox had a slow start. Um, I had to bear that for a while. Um, Buddy Heald had a slow start. He's I mean, he's sort still of, not. He's still not even doing that yeah, well. Yeah, but I mean, I would rather take what he's doing now versus what he's doing before. But it's just outside of De'Aaron Fox, when he's like fully up to speed, and maybe Harrison Barnes, everybody else is just way too inconsistent. Um, Halliburton. It's like one Halliburton. Oh yeah, Halliburton. Yeah, it's just outside of those like three. It's just everyone like yeah, like one game like. Buddy Hill to go for 30. Next game, like two points. Next game, 10, 10 points. Mm. Like the game after that, 30 points. And then like Bagley, like uh, he'll have like five points, two rebounds. Next game, like 13 points, eight rebounds. It's just so inconsistent. Mm. That's why like a part of me is like, like Luke Walton for me, I just don't think he, his schemes are developing them to be that those consistent players. And I know they signed Heel to a pretty extensive long contract. So, like, you're kind of stuck with him. So that's why, like, I just feel like the scheme they're trying to implement to make them be more consistent is just not it's just not going to get you winning basketball. Like, they're only doing well now because De'Aaron Fox is turning it up, literally. Um, I'll disagree with that. So the reason why I think that they're doing well and also De'Aaron Fox is doing well is because they're playing extremely fast. They're playing to their strengths. 
um, which which is all coaching, right? Like the coach is allowing them to play that fast um, (laughs) instead of slowing it down and play a half-court game. Um, so he understands the team that he has. He understands the strength that they, they that they have. Um, yes, they might be a little bit inconsistent in the half court game, but at the same time, what are you going to do with this roster, right? Mm-hmm. He he's maximizing this roster. I think if you look the the three the the three or four guys that you mentioned outside of those guys, would you say that these guys are are good players? I just think they could be utilized better. How Corey Joseph? Whiteside, yeah. Marvin Bagley, these motherfuckers suck. They suck, bro. Like I said, no, Bagley would I, be at the I end like of it. a rotation. Oh, Bagley, yes. Uh, Whiteside would be outside of most teams' rotations. <laughs> Corey Joseph would be outside of most teams' rotations. So tell me, who do they have on their roster that can actually be better? I mean, to be honest, outside of Bagley, the other two, I think they can. I just think they're just. So not you thought Whiteside well was good in Portland last year? You thought Whiteside was good it's in not Miami? A, it's, not a, it's not about him being good. It's about how you utilize the pieces. It's like if you're not gonna if you're gonna sign him and you're literally gonna play him like nine minutes. Dude, like, he's getting paid five million dollars a year to come in as a rotation. Yeah, piece. but but as I said, if Bagley is not performing, like why do you keep trying to force it? Like Rashawn Holmes is their big, their next biggest. Because you can't like play Rashawn and Whiteside at the same time together. No, I get it, I get it, but I'm saying like then you got to be able to stagger that lineup somehow with a better offensive scheme to work these pieces you have. Who, like you can't though? just who? yeah no, but you can't who? but you can't just say that. Who, but, bro? But, but yeah, but look at look at the Thunder's who who yeah, and they have a way they, worse record. But they compete. This team they have for me just a way doesn't worse compete. Record. Look at their record. It does not compete. There, I think, just does not. I think compete. they're five games under five hundred. The Kings are above five hundred. So Oklahoma City is ten and thirteen. The Kings are twelve and twelve. Yeah, it's you, literally you, the beginning of the season. I rather have Oklahoma City at full strength beating the Kings. I don't think so. I'm sorry. So. I I just don't. I, I, I just right. don't think. I so I, said, I just don't think you're utilizing the pieces you have. Like All as right. bad as a team is, you can always find creative ways to to maximize the deficiencies yeah. of your bench players. And I just don't think Luke Walton's doing that. He's I, just. I think. I think favorites. you're. Com- I think you're confusing Luke Walton when he coached the Lakers with the Sacramento Kings, um, especially this season. This season. Warriors? No, 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 Luke Walton when he coached the Lakers. He coached for us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, where, where have you oh been? Oh, my man? God. Oh, my and God. I must have a Lakers fan. I, I, I must have gotten rid of that. Oh, God. Now where I have you been, Henry? What do you mean? <laughs> I, 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 erased, I erased him from my memories after he like left as a player. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, I, will, I will say that right. I think well, Luke Walton gets a bad rap because of the way he coached for the Lakers. Correct. Um, and also last season for Sacramento, uh, I don't think he was doing the right thing. They played at a slower pace last season. Mm-hmm. This season, honestly, I, 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 there's no way you can call him a bad coach. Mm. We'll see. All right, fellas. Well, we'll leave it at that. Um, shoot your shot, fellas. You know, we, we got... Uh, I shoot your shot here. I know you guys had bum, 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 bum. eight games to select from. I know Theo. I will be uh, filling in for Theo's picks. Um, 
definitely was some questionable picks there that I would say. <laughs> um, but but in all fairness to Theo, um, they did have the shoot your bet, and he did win those bets against Henry and Phil, which will be doing that. No, he won episode. that one bet. He won the Washington bet. Because yeah. we yes. all were bagging, the, bagging on fucking Washington, but we also yes. forgot that Chicago sucks too. Yes. So it was um, cl- it was close. You know. Yeah, it was um, close, but dude, Chicago. Fucking sucks, fucking man. Zach Levine missed a goddamn three when he should have made it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna start with uh, Henry's picks, right? Um, I won't do. I won't, I won't list the names of the teams, but Henry went six and two, but he did pick Chicago to win over Washington, so he has to take one and a half shots there. So Henry, uh, please do us a pleasure and go ahead and drink your shots there. Oh, man. While you do that, Henry finished with a six and two record. Last episode, his overall record is at twenty three and fourteen. Um, and we'll go to Phil here as Henry finishes up his shots here. Phil also went six and two, and he made the mistake of picking the Chicago Bulls to beat the Washington Wizards. So Phil also has one and a half shots. Phil, please go ahead. Drink your shots there. And I have the luxury of taking Theo's shots for him uh, since uh, he did do the picks for me. Uh, he went five and three. He did pick those two games uh, correctly to not have to take the one shot. So I also will have to take one and a half shots. Phil comes to an overall record of 18 and 19, and I am tied with Henry at 23 and 14. Henry, it's, it's getting close up there. I know, it is. Phil's coming back from the grave. I'm like the Toronto Raptors right now. <laughs> I started off 0 and 8. Raptors started off 2 and 8, uh, and now we're close to being 500. All right. Let's go into our shoot your shot for this week, fellas. I want to start with you, Phil. We got Toronto versus Boston. Who you got? Um, I have, I have Boston in this one. Okay, yeah. Henry, who you got here? I got Boston as well. I think we got a clean sweep here, fellas. I think all of us are going Boston here. Henry, Milwaukee, Utah. Who you got here? I like me Utah, man. Ooh, Utah. Phil, who you got? Um, I only chose Milwaukee because uh, Mike Conley is out for Utah. And as much as much shit that we've talked about uh, about Milwaukee in the past few episodes, they yeah. are starting to play better. Um, they, are. they are starting to actually realize what they need to do. Giannis still has a ball in his hands a little bit too much uh, out on the perimeter, um, but he's taking less shots from the perimeter, mm-hmm. and he's allowing um, uh, Chris Middleton to run more of the offense. I think when Drew mm-hmm. Holiday's back, uh, he'll kind of defer a little bit more as well uh, with mm-hmm. those guys making plays. So 55-45. Yeah. yeah, so we'll All see. Right. Well, I'm going Utah, just giving the ice to the home team here. Um, definitely is a toss-up. I can see Milwaukee winning here. Um, Phil, Brooklyn, Golden State, who you got here? Uh, I got Brooklyn, even though their defense is shit, and I'm really worried how they'll play uh, Curry. KD should be back, right? That is the... 
Yeah, I think he'll be back. I I think I think with with KD back, there's just too much yeah. firepower for them yeah. on offense for the Wizards. And who you got here, man? I'm going with my Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going Golden State. I'm just I you know. Um, I don't know. I, just, I mean, I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah, you. Their defense I, is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Best defense. I mean, best offense, worst defense. So we'll keep, we'll leave it at that. Um, Phil, we got Philly versus the Phoenix Suns. Who you got on this one? Um, I got Philly, man. They're playing well. I don't yeah. think that – I mean, DeAndre Ayton might get up for this game against Joel mm. Embiid, but I still Ooh, think he'll be, be too fun. much. Yeah. I, I still think Joel is just way mm. too much for DeAndre Ayton. He's a beast. And then who you got in this matchup, my friend? Yeah, I got to go with Philly. Mm-hmm. I think we got another clean sweep here. I will also go with the Philadelphia 76ers. And for our teaser game here for the one-shot – Henry, we got Indiana versus Atlanta. Who you got in this game, my friend? As much as the Hawks are injury-ridden, I am purely going with my boy, Trey. Mm. So I'm going with the Hawks. Okay. Phil, who you got here, my friend? I got Indiana, like like Henry said. Uh, Atlanta's missing a lot of pieces right now. Yeah. And I will have to follow suit with you, Phil. I will go with Indiana. So we all know that Henry will be taking that one shot. Uh, <laughs> so not surprising there. But, all right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make this actually interesting. Could I change one pick? Which one are you trying to change here? Can I change the Toronto-Boston to Toronto? Sure. Go for it. If you want, if you want to change it, make feel, that change, my friend. I'm a little wow. buzzed. I'm a little... Okay. I'm, a, right. I'm a gambling right. man. I like to see that. I like to see that. All right, fellas. Well, um, I think that's all the time we have here tonight. Um, it was good to be back again with our, our original crew here at Tipsy Ball. Um, definitely glad that the football season is over to, so I can kind of concentrate a little more with NBA and uh, you know watch more of these games. And, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, NBA is finally almost coming to the end of the first half for them. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see what the second half schedule will look like. We'll definitely discuss some of those uh, key games coming up there. But uh, for all of our listeners, if you haven't already, uh, go ahead and uh, like, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have our Instagram and Twitter handles. Uh, listen to on Spotify and Apple. Um, do you guys have any parting words for our listeners? Henry, I'll start with you. Uh, no, I mean, um, I think we're going to have our next pod on Saturday. Uh, tune in because, yeah, Phil and I are kind of fucked with these two shotguns, two shots. I think I might puke yep. onto the screen. <laughs> it's very possible. I don't, know the last, I don't, I don't remember the last time it. I did a shotgun. I mean, I don't even have cans, so, I mean, can I just drink very fast the glass <laughs> bottle? That's no, gonna it be is worse. a shotgun, so please have That's your gonna beer be worse. cans ready, my friend. Or oh. your, your seltzer ready, whatever it may be. So please have oh, that ready on Saturday. Man. But, yeah, tune in. Tune in. Fucking good bet, Theo. God damn it. Bill, how about you, my friend? Any parting words, man? Uh, no, I mean, just just tune in for, for the next episode. Um, it's good to have you back, Tim. So yeah. um, I hope that all of you guys are, are drinking along with us when, we do, when we're drinking. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, just stay tuned. Yeah, um, like I said, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was great to be in Tampa for work, but also good to be back in LA. And uh, yeah, man, uh, appreciate all of our listeners continuing to listen to our 
our, our podcast every episode. So appreciate all the love you guys are giving. Till next time, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.